Welcome to the Tech Simple podcast. Independent insights into the latest AV technologies, as well as tips and best practices to optimize AV solutions for modern workplace and learning environments. Here are your hosts, David and Jonathan from Connectus AV Consulting. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Tech Simple podcast. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, David. How are you? Hey, Jonathan. I'm great, mate. How are you? I'm doing amazingly today. I hear we're going to talk about something that's pretty cool, acoustics. Is that right? 100%. We're going to talk about the relationship between acoustics and sound systems. And specifically, here's a question. Can a sound system overcome the shortcomings of a room's poor acoustic properties? And I think the answer we're going to explore is um, maybe somewhat of a surprise to some people. Um, we're going to go and look at some real-life examples. You're going to talk us through those. We'll dive into some, some tips and advice on, on how to uh, treat a room and improve the room acoustics. And then lastly, we'll maybe go a little bit more technical and look into some of the tests, testing a room and, and the acoustic properties. And that's going to sort of really help us understand where we need to focus our time and energy to you know, improve room acoustics and then get it ready for um, working in harmony with, uh, with the right sound system. So that's the uh, agenda in a nutshell. Why don't we dive straight in, Jonathan, and you can tell us a little bit about some examples. We'll start with a simple one. Okay, well, let's, let's take a simple example, a small meeting room. These days, they're everywhere, you know, since COVID happened, everybody's doing video conferencing, remote learning, um, working from home. Now, these types of rooms, what type of equipment goes in them? Well, you go out and you buy a Zoom meeting room or a Microsoft Teams meeting room and you put it in and that normally consists of, a, you know, a sound bar with a microphone, camera and speaker, and maybe a touch panel. And they're really just set and forget type situations once you put it in the room and type in your user credentials there's really no manipulation or adjustment or configuration of the audio settings so everything that happens in that room acoustically good or acoustically bad is going to go straight into that microphone and come straight out of those speakers you don't have any choice right so basically if the room uh, hasn't been prepared for optimal sounds even without technology it's going to be um, yeah probably a a poor experience for all concerned on a video conference call in that example well that's exactly right now if i was to move on and say let's go something a little bit more complex maybe something like a large training room or a hall or or maybe a church or multi-purpose rooms well here we start actually using higher grade or higher specification equipment. So we might have speakers that we can actually steer or manipulate to say where we want the sound to come out of. We might have microphones that we can manipulate and you know block out certain areas where we exclude those areas so it doesn't listen. And then we also have a software component like a, a DSP or an audio processor. And there we can actually choose which frequencies we would like to boost up or we would like to reduce depending on what's happening in the space. So with this type of equipment, there is a level of manipulation and control that we can apply to improve what's happening in the space. And this is particularly important for spaces where you might not actually be able to do anything about it. It might be a heritage space. So we need that level of manipulation to slightly improve the situation. Yeah, that's a great point. And, um, you know, spending a bit of money and um, also focusing on, Good practice design can definitely uh, improve the situation. 
However, as we know, you just won't get to that 100% really high quality output unless you consider hand in hand the acoustics of the space and the sound system. They need to sort of blend together as one. So let's move on to some tips and advice. You know, we've got a room, we know it's got some acoustic issues which we need to solve. What are some of the tools that we can be using to, um, to make those adjustments, Jonathan? Look, there's really kind of five key different things you can do in a space to you know, improve the acoustics. And when we say improve the acoustics, we're really focusing on echoes and reverberation. They're kind of the key things. So the first one that most people think about with acoustics is acoustic panels, and they're normally made from foam or fiberglass, and we can put them on the walls or the surfaces to absorb excess sound energy. The other ones are bass traps, and, and we place these in the corners of the spaces, and they really target the low-end frequencies and the boominess um, of a room. The other ones, again, these are, these are treatments for the space, are diffusers, which scatter the sound waves to reduce echoes. Of course, we don't have to just put things on the walls. There's also the option if you look up, you know, you can put ceiling tiles or acoustic tiles on your ceiling. This is actually used a lot in restaurants where, you know, you have lots of seats and tables, everyone sitting around. There's no surfaces to put anything on. And obviously everyone having dinner is quite loud. We use the ceiling to absorb a lot of that excess energy. And the last one, actually, a lot of people overlook this one, and that's the actual furnishing in the room. So I'm talking about the types of chairs. Do you have hard plastic chairs or do you have fabric chairs? Uh, do you have any rugs or soft coverings of your furniture? This really actually helps a lot to reduce reflections. So that's kind of five key things you can look at when improving the acoustics of a space. The tools in the toolbox for uh, an acoustics professional, I guess you'd say. Now let's go a little bit uh, more technical. We have to analyze the, uh, the current state in terms of the, the current acoustic properties, don't we? And to do that, there's um, you know a suite of different tests that can, um, uh, I guess, be performed. Uh, maybe let's look at those, mate, if you could explain bit by bit in not, not too much complex language. Um, but I think it'd be useful just for the audience to understand what can be done and why, and then based on results, what type of results we should be expecting. Yeah, look, there are a few different tests. And to be honest, you can get quite a good baseline understanding of a room just with your mobile phone. Uh, these days, there's apps you can download to actually take these measurements. So a measurement like impulse response, and this is where you know pop a balloon or do a loud clap and, and see what the reverberation is. There's things like gated decay or spectral decay. But the other key one that a lot of people are interested in is one called RT60. And that's all about reverberation in the room. And that's very easy to measure on your phone with an app. It's not as accurate as if you got an acoustic consultant to come and do the tests, but it would really actually give you a good indication of what your room is like. And so for, um, let's say, a conference room, you were talking about that earlier in one of your examples. What type of results are we trying to get to, ideally? Well, that one, the main thing is reverberation. And what you're looking for is a reverberation time of between 0.5 and 1 second. That'll give you optimal result for video conferencing. But I just want to say this as well, David. You can go overboard with acoustic treatment as well. So the other end of the spectrum is if you apply too much acoustic treatment, and there's not much reflection happening, the room can sound very dead. Now, for a video conferencing room or just a meeting room where people are in, 
this can make people sound a little bit strange and, and it's a bit unnerving and you're not quite sure what's going on, but your brain is saying something's not quite right here. Well, that makes sense. And probably the trap there is trying to do it ad hoc um, and maybe not using the, the expertise of a professional, like anything really. But I've, I've, no, I've watched some acoustic consultants in action and, and we even do a little bit of it ourselves here. And just by using some um, computer software and some modeling of, uh, of a space and applying you know, the different treatments in a, in a computer model, it's amazing how quickly you can get to the outcome you're looking for, isn't it? Yeah, the computer models let you put different treatments on different walls and test it out. So essentially that means you can test it on the computer before you have to go and buy anything and put it into the room. It's a much more efficient way of doing it. It means you don't end up spending more than you need to. Yeah, perfect. Well, I think that's it um, for today's podcast on acoustics and, and sound systems. You know, once again, the, the, the key takeaways here are measure your room, um, help by a professional is highly recommended on the acoustics front, uh, obviously the, the audio front as well. And I think what you'll find is if you work hand in hand, you know, the acoustics and, and the sound system and, and work on those, those designs together, you'll get the best outcomes every time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Simple Podcast. To like, share, or discover more episodes, head over to Spotify. If you'd like to talk to us about AV in your workplace or learning environment, book an initial discovery call with David or Jonathan at connectus.com.au. And remember, Tech Simple!